This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. The Dart Depot is proud to be partnering with SENZ to bring you the very best in darts. 180! Talking darts, this is At The Oki on SENZ. Yes, kia ora everyone. Welcome into SCNZ's At The Oki with Ben Francis. The show is proudly brought to you by the Dart Depot. The Dart Depot darts, dartboards, lighting and more. The Dart Depot. We've already had plenty of texts coming through asking if Ben Robb is going to be here tonight. Don't worry, he will be very, very shortly. Uh, but first, we'd just like to pay our respects to uh, Pam Wilson, the wife of uh, Bob Wilson, who's in charge of the New Zealand Darts Council, sadly passed away recently. Uh, so just the condolences there to the Wilson family. And coming up tonight, uh, Ben Rob will be with us very shortly to discuss uh, himself qualifying for the New Zealand Darts Masters and later on we'll hear from Hopai Puha who reached the final of the Darts Australia Open and the Darts Pacific Masters and he's also competing in the upcoming Queensland and New South Wales Darts Masters too. We'll also hear a couple of thoughts from Gerwin Price and Dimitri Vandenberg who are two of the players that are going to be here uh, in a couple of weeks time. But first up tonight we catch up with a history making darts player Victoria Monaghan. Now two weeks ago, Victoria won the New Zealand Darts Council Women's Open Singles title, which saw her qualify for the World Darts Federation World Darts Championship next year. In doing so, she became the first transgender player to qualify for the prestigious event, and I was lucky enough to speak to her last week. Victoria, first up, congratulations, and how does it feel to qualify for the World Champs? Oh, this is a lifelong dream. Um, I think from when I was about seven years old when I bought my first set of darts, it was wanted to play at the World Champs. Um, admittedly, things have changed a little bit in life and life gets in the way of things. But yeah, at the end of the day, I've, um, I've qualified to go to the World Champs. So dreams are coming true. Well, hopefully we can still make them come true. When exactly do the World Champs take place and how much time will you have to prepare for the event? Uh, January, I believe it's January 2023. Um, this year's one was delayed. Um, normally, January 22 uh, was delayed back to April due to um, restraints on COVID travel, etc., in and out of the UK. So, hoping this year stays solid and goes back to um, January, hardest and coldest time of the, the year to travel over to the UK. Yeah, it uh, definitely will be. And Victoria, I'm very curious to know how proud is your family about your remarkable achievement. Oh, my two boys are um, are uh, ecstatic, let's put it that way. <laughs> um, really happy to see me living my dream. That's great to hear, Victoria. And could you please give the listeners a bit of background about your journey in darts and explain to us how much the sport means to you? Yeah, my father was a British darts player, uh, played county darts in the UK. Um, I think at the... We moved to South Africa at the age of 12. I bought my first darts when I was seven with my own pocket money, and I remember the shafts costing more than the barrels did. So uh, 
I took them out and kept them for years, and I've still got them. They're in a little case, and I've still got them here. Yeah, I, I, we played as a family sort of thing, you know, the normal in the garage, in the in the shed sort of thing. Dad never taught me anything. He um, taught me the ins and outs of the, the head game more than anything on how to withstand pressure because he just um, he played his game and we had to step up, basically. I think at the age of 12, we moved to South Africa and I um, got pulled into a team every time that there was no... as a stand-in player. And... Um, I was a big, tall, lanky, gangly teenager sort of thing and played on and off. And unfortunately, my friends back then were, let's put it positively, they were into more into drinking and girls where I wanted to play darts. So mm. uh, friendships got strained on that sort of side. And of course, when we did play darts, it was, I don't want to play with them. But I kind of played darts on and off over the years. I went over to soft tip darts probably in my mid-20s, 23, 24, 25 years old. Did reasonably well at it. Unfortunately, it, it uh, came to an abrupt end when it, it, money always becomes an issue with darts and, and how organisations are run. And unfortunately, that was a downfall to it. Um, money was available and uh, other people saw it as a as a free pocket dip sort of thing and I took all the money out of the game. Um, so over in South Africa, the soft tip darts kind of went downhill pretty quickly. I moved to New Zealand. I didn't play for nine years. And then one day I decided I really wanted to play again. So I picked up my darts and um, started playing at a local club and um, went to my first tournament in 2010, I think it was. And um, not knowing anybody, no nerves, did reasonably well. Got taken under the wing by a few of the top-end players and then kind of plateaued through to about 2014, 2015, I think, for about five years. Unfortunately, I was things didn't pan out for me, let's just put it that way, and I had to take a step back. And uh, 2018, I hung my darts up for good. Um, that was probably the easiest way of putting it. Then my son aged quite nicely and wanted to play me one day, and um, after a couple of 180s hit against him, he decided that he really didn't want to play me anymore and asked me why I stopped playing. And um, it was family reasons and other personal reasons. And um, eventually, uh, this year, I came back playing darts after putting in practice since um, when I put in practice March this year I picked up my darts again for the first time and put five hours a day in and got me to the level that I'm at now which is about the same level I was when I was playing male darts which is quite interesting really my averages are very very similar that's good you've managed to get your game back to a high standard after such a long time out of the game Victoria and I'm very curious to know how hard was it to put yourself out there and say, I want to get back into darts and compete at a high level as a transgender person? That was a difficult part because going into a personal side of things, obviously I came out uh, as transgender. Uh, I stripped everything back in my life that was causing me problems. I came out as transgender and darts was, I always looked at darts and darts people as family and Farnell sort of thing. They they really are. They they are a close knit, knit group of people that um, mm-hmm. look after each other and support each other. That was very difficult to go back into that. And also, how can I put it, difficult in the sense of they have to adjust to me being me, mm-hmm. where previously I was struggling with um, mental, psychological depression and stuff like that, where now I've come back a lot happier and a lot calmer and so much more confident on the board, I think it is. I um, have kind of broken new grounds, and I think a few people are still adjusting to that. Yeah, 
I think it's important to let people know, Victoria, that you've actually been cleared by the World Darts Federation to compete in women's tournaments. You had to submit paperwork and everything, and you followed the rules. And I think it's fantastic what you've done. Has anybody from the LGBTQ community reached out to you at all? Because it's a massive thing you're doing here. I'm I'm a flag bearer. That's about the easiest way. The positivities are absolutely endless sort of thing, and um, they're starting to hear about about it. I went to an event last Saturday, and um, somebody asked me, you know, what I do, just general chit-chat conversation, and within a couple of minutes, I had a lady from who has the Halberg Awards. She came up and gave me a card and said, I love your story. Please can I have a bit more? And within a minute of that, I was given a microphone and standing up in front of a mass of people giving a story about, you know, staying strong, staying true to yourselves, to our own community. That was quite inspiring because a lot of the youth there don't have inspirational, um, how can I put it, idols sort of thing. It's probably not the right word, but they they need somebody to look up to. We can all look at certain idols, but unless you've got somebody coming from your own community, it's very difficult to aspire to those levels. But breaking new ground show that you can do it. And yes, you're right with going through the WDF. They they have a very strict and stringent ruling on what you have to do and how long and all of the paperwork that's required to go through, um, legal documentation and everything like that that has to go through to allow me to play. The interesting fact is that the WDF put these rules in place in 2017 mm-hmm. and nobody's ever played it. <laughs> And New Zealand put them in place in 2020, I think it was, um, to allow transgenders to people to play. And um, I do believe there are other transgender girls playing, but none of them have stepped up into the into the larger tournaments, the nationals or anything like that. Where, yeah, I, I, I honestly didn't expect to win. I thought I was making history by entering. Yeah. My first step was to qualify, um, and then after that, it was game after game, and, and things just progressed better and better. And eventually got through to the final, which um, was an experience on its own. Has the fact of you making history sunk in at all yet? No. As you mentioned before, there's been a bit of criticism that's come out and it kind of tarnished a little bit of what has actually been achieved. um, But saying that, uh, dance is not a massive mainstream sport. Uh, What we see on TV is darts down to club level and that is not as mainstream so people think that it's it's got the stigma attached to it that there are people standing around having beers throwing them in a garage at home that's darts to them um they they don't realize that there is a massive level in between and we do have a world championship we have multiple world championships and this is one of them um and um, who knows where this leads? I mean, somebody said to me the other day, this is just the one step on your journey. This is going to be huge. You could do so much more, and not just for the community, but for darts in general. You could um, breach a lot of... I could breach a lot of those standards between... How can I put it? The, the difference between male and female darts and the levels that we have and show that there is a level or, or no level between them, and it just comes down to skill set. There are already a couple of girls out there doing that, and they are phenomenal players. You touched on it earlier about your dad when you used to play him as darts when you were younger and talking about the mental side of the game. Did picking up those skills at a young age, how much did they help you since returning to darts as a transgender person? Yeah, I think it did in a long way. Um, it's hard to explain um, 
dads dads can be quite strict on how they foresee their children mm-hmm. let's put it that way unfortunately my dad passed away a few years ago and um never got to see my transition but the words that he said to me sunk in and i learned to shut off and not hear a lot of the stuff and i've got to take that to the world stage as well because there's going to be a lot of noise and a lot of um a lot of individuals you know, viewing their opinions, but there's going to be a lot of noise there, which is off-putting anyway. And you've got to get used to that, that sort of environment. And I've never really been in that environment before, so it's going to be a learning curve. And I was looking back on the history, and no New Zealand women's player has gone past the first round. So potentially we are five games away from becoming a world champion. Um, that would certainly make history. So there's, let's see how far we can go with this. Can you run us through your preparation for the tournament? You know, we're only a matter of months away before it takes place. And can you also tell me what is your ultimate goal for competing at the World Darts Federation or World Darts Championship? Oh, um, definitely win it. Yeah. <laughs> There's no point in going if you're only going to be settling for second place, that's yeah, like, for sure. Like um, that definitely to win it. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, there wouldn't be any point in stepping on the plane if I wasn't going there to give it my best, that's for sure, mm-hmm. and um, overcome my own personal demons and, and goals to get there. Um, preparation, um, practice will step up. I have to be very careful. I carried an injury with me um, many, many years ago, and since coming back, I've noticed that it's niggling a little bit. Um, it hasn't stopped me from throwing. It just means that I can't throw the old way I threw. When I started practicing again, I, I developed a new way of holding the darts, which has kind of helped. But I noticed when I went under pressure, I um, kind of reverted back to the old way, which has caused this little niggle again in my wrist. So stepping up the training regime will help. And I've had a few um, players that have offered to give me some really good games um, as reciprocating from the last time when I played with them before they went over to the World Champs. So very nice to know that there are people out there that support and are willing to help. Um, just bring you up to a, a better level or a better mindset um, when you go and give you tough games because all of the players that are there have earned the accolades to be there and they deserve every right for the respect of being there. They're, they've, they're as good as you, if not better. So um, you just have to play each one on their own merit. The bonus is I don't know all of them. So no preconceived conceptions that they're going to be better than me or anything like that. Just play the game and hopefully... Uh, yeah, we, we, we do one one game at a time, one dart at a time. That's basically the game. That's a great way to be, Victoria. And just to recap, you won the women's final at the New Zealand Open Singles Champs to qualify for the World Darts Federation World Darts Championship at Lakeside in January 2023. And you're going to be the first transgender person to compete in the event. And we all know it's not going to be easy travelling at that time of year. So if people want to try contribute to help you getting there, how can they do that? We're right in the process at the moment of setting up a Facebook page where we can run advertisements and we're going to be running a few um, fundraising things on there. From memory, the page is called V for Victory. Um, You'd have to just do a search for that. And um, it's there to help us get over and it will have a running total and we're going to use it as a page where we can get information out to people and um, address our followers and thank everybody for their help and contributions that they make to allow us to um, fulfil this dream. Let's put it that way. 
Victoria Monaghan, thank you for being so open and honest and talking to me today. I really appreciate your time, and I'm glad you're back playing darts. But most importantly, I'm glad you're happy with who you are as a person, and I can't wait to see you on that stage at Lakeside and following your journey all the way to England early next year. Thank you very much for uh, allowing me to come on here. I really appreciate it, and I appreciate the listeners um, and their support as well. Victoria Monaghan there, and boy, she was fantastic to talk to. I really appreciate her being honest about everything in her life and returning to darts, and hopefully she smashes it on that world stage. Plenty of time to go before she'll head over to the UK, but she plays the way she is. No reason why she can't. It is uh, quarter past nine here on At The Yockey, brought to you by The Dart Depot. The Dart Depot is your one-stop shop for all things dart and queue. Visit thedartdepot.co.nz. As I said at the top of the show, the text machine has been going off with people asking, where is Ben Robb? He's in the studio with me, and we'll be with him right after the break. 20 past nine here on At The Yockey on SENZ, proudly brought to you by the Dart Depot. Darts, dartboards, lightning, uh, lighting and more, the Dart Depot. As I said before the break, we've been getting lots of uh, messages from people asking where Ben Rob is. Even my uh, fiance's mum has messaged and said, where's Ben Rob? So I don't know, it obviously means she doesn't want to listen to me, but the great man himself is right next to me. Uh, ben, welcome in and congratulations. You're going to your <laughs> third New Zealand Darts Masters. Third, mate. Back to back to back. Stoked, um, did it the hard way. Uh, tough competition. It was a dense, it was a small, small group, really, for what we have. And it was just dense of quality and just about to get wins on both days. I was stoked and then, yeah, to let my family, you know, and Lana and everyone to say that I'm going to be back there, have another crack. Ah, that's special, mate. That's why we play. Can you talk about uh, your game on the on the weekend? Of course, you won the two uh, DPNZ Pro Tour titles, which uh, pretty much means you're well clear of the rest at the top of the standings on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think in the last I think it's six events, I've made five of the finals and I've won four of them. So, ah, it's good for the confidence. I think over the DPNZ has a longer format, so it's first to four instead of first to three. We have a dark council, and uh, I think I su- I, my game suits the longer format. I kind of move into the game over the the length of a, of a match, and the deeper you go, the the further the game goes. And I th- yeah, I find my form a bit when I know I got six leagues to catch up on and stuff like that. So I feel comfortable in long formats. Now. Just looking ahead to the to the Dance Masters, with your first one, you had only a couple of days' notice. I don't know how much notice you had for the last one, which was three years ago, so it seems like a distant memory, even though you won there, so it's not very distant in your mind. But how does your preparation change in the build-up to such a big event like this? Um, pretty much pretty much the same. Uh, it's the same game. I always tell everybody it's the same game you play in the garage as you do in a tournament, and then on the stage it's the same measurements to the board, um, you just play darts. I think the way to get ready for those type of matches is playing tournaments in New Zealand, playing the best players and getting used to having to hit doubles in, in big moments and you just hope that it kind of just transitions over to the to the bigger games and so far so good and yeah, I'm not going to change much, I'm just going to keep working my, my lines and my, my doubles and yeah, see what happens. How's the excitement levels? Yeah, massive, um, surreal on the Saturday. Once I won that first one, I knew I couldn't, you know, I couldn't fall further back. I knew I kind of had it and um, felt a bit emotional. Um, good mate of mine, John Harron, kept giving me a hug because he kind of seen the eyes going. And he's like, yeah, boy, you're going to be back, you're going to be back. So, nah, to have, be around my best mates and to know I'm doing that was pretty special. 
Now, I was, just, I was having a look at the, the lineup of all the players here, so we have our 16 players confirmed, and unfortunately for you, your other two times up on stage, you played Simon Whitlock. You had one dart to win the first one, the double 16. That sits very clearly in my mind, having spoken to you immediately after that. Yeah. Uh, and then you took out 80 to beat Whitlock uh, the last time on, on double 10. I think you went triple 20, you missed a dart, double 10, hit yep. the double 10 with the, with the last dart. And, uh, but you can't play him this time because he's going to be on the same side of the draw as you. Yeah, uh, and I don't think I've played anybody that's on the other side. So it's going to be a fresh face to play. And, um, yeah, I'm excited because it's going to be someone top in the world. And if you want to make a name for yourself, that's where you do it. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for the challenge. I've got one curious question for you. So have a look at some of the names here. Dimitri Vandenberg, who I believe you know, having <laughs> stayed with uh, Damon Hetter over in Australia, got Gerwin Price. Uh, Michael Van Gerwen, James Wade, Michael Smith, Johnny Clayton, Joe Cullen. But the one I'm interested in talking about is Fallon Sherrick. Of course, we know her as the history-making, trailblazing females darts player, and when it seems whenever people seem to draw her, I think there is a little bit of nerves there. If you happen to come up against her, would your nerves be any different as, let's say, you were playing Gerwen or Dimitri? Nah, nah. Same, same. It's the same. I think if you were to play her at the Alexandra Palace, because she's the queen of the you know the palace they call her and she does have an advantage there. The crowd really loves her, but I feel back home there won't be as much. Hopefully they go for me and not her. You'd hope so, but um, nah, mate. They're all talented and whoever you draw, you're gonna have a tough game. So I mean, Gilbert Price would be a tough game. Number one in the world, feeling great. Michael Van Gilbert, another one. I he did he smoked me six 0 the last time in Brisbane. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather try to repay him that in a final rather than a first round, but oh, mate, you just can't draw an easy win, really. you got to play well. well. I saw Gerwin's flying over to Australia in first class, so yeah, uh, you know he's, he's going to be nice and relaxed. So I had a couple of texts come through here on double eight, double three. The first one is, uh, Ben, do you worry when you play the juniors? The juniors? Yeah, it's, uh, it's like a, oh, how do you say it, like, Oh, a mentor type thing to these young followers. I try to take, try and teach them what I know, and you, I, you can see the passion they have for the game. And when you're playing them, and you know they really want it, but you still got to do the job type thing. And I find that that side that side of it hard because when I, when you win, they're out of a tournament, and yeah, you, you kind of feel sorry when you're playing them, but at the same time, the best way for me to teach them is to give them my best. And if they beat me, then they beat me, but. Yeah, you, you kind of, it's hard to see the young followers kind of, yeah, get a bit down after they lose, but it's all part of the game. Yeah, that, well, that's me, especially when you watch me too, Neil. <laughs> um, I've got another question here. How are you going to practice for? Are you going to change anything with your practice routines or work on anything in particular? Um, not really. Um, I guess I'll try and link up online with the boys that are playing. Um, Mal Cummings won. We, we seem to get the best out of each other when we practice, so I'll hit him up, see what Bernie's doing, and... Uh, same thing with Caden, he'll be fresh on the on the stage. So I just try and show him backstage that it's not all, you know, it's not nervy or anything like that. It's just a, it's just a bunch of guys all playing darts like we're doing any hall. So if I can help him prepare as well as help myself, because he's a good dart player too. So if I can just practice with him, get his level up or just his confidence up, then that's pretty much all I'll be, you know, doing is trying to help him and help myself with the other boys. And a lot has happened in the world since you were last up on that stage. I think it's at Globe Box Arena now in Hamilton. Can you share some of those memories of being up there? In Hamilton? In Hamilton. Uh, 
probably the most memorable night in my darts journey so far. Is that because I was there? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you know, winning. No, you know, no, come no, on. no, I don't even know you were there until the end of the interview. Oh, you, you did know I was there. <laughs> there's, there's photographic evidence. No, as soon as I won, you whipped me out there. All the TV people were there. You're like, hey, mate, he's over here. With mate, my I, was little already, article. I was already a biggest fan in the media, so I should have had exclusive access. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's special, bro. That place is special. Uh, the walkout on the second day, um, I was the only Kiwi and the room was sold out. I think it was four and a half thousand people. And when I walked out and they all see me walking up, it just, it gives me goosebumps. It, the whole room was shaking and, you know, I was like the man of, of the night for, for the home crowd. And there was only one guy, one guy they could support really. And yeah, that just makes it special. Like when, obviously when I beat Simon and, you know, see mum and dad there. And, and me. Yeah, and you, of course. <laughs> but yeah, nah, it always have a special moment and hopefully, um, yeah, just build on that and see what else we could do. Well, 18 days away, mate, and it's going to be bloody exciting. But <laughs> it's uh, 28 minutes past nine here on At The Oki. And before the guys actually come down to New Zealand, they've got two events in Queensland and New South Wales. And one Kiwi taking part in that is Hopai Puha, and he joins us next here on At The Oki. 27 minutes away from 10 here on SCNZ At The Oki, proudly brought to you by the Dart Depot. Darts, dartboards, lighting and more, the Dart Depot. Hey, listening to Ben Francis here. We've got a big rig, Ben Rob, in the studio, and I'm glad to be joined by by Hopai Puha on the phone who has had quite an impressive weekend and he's got a very busy couple of weekends coming up. Hopai, how are you, mate? I'm good, thank you, Ben. That, that's good, mate. Can you run us through uh, what you've been up to on the weekend? Uh, you reached the final of the Darts Australia Open and then the Darts Pacific Masters final. You know, had quite a couple of good runs there and beat some quality players. Yeah, yeah, had a had a good um, few days here in um, in Melbourne. I uh, was I uh, was lucky enough to get an invite um, to play in the Aussie Open, which was pretty cool. There was um, a couple of internationals that came over um, high high in the uh, WDF rankings. Um, quality field, a handful of Aussies that um, don't get to play very often, which was pretty cool to see them. And, uh, yeah, had a couple of good results. Could have been better, but, yeah, I'm still pretty happy with how I played. Uh, but I guess getting reaching the final in both events will probably do you with some good confidence heading into, uh, is it the Queensland Darts Masters first up? Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, we had the DPNZ um, just played over the weekend, uh, so I had to choose to come over to Aussie or stay back and try and fight over those last two spots for Hamilton. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just thought for for me personally, um, some stage practice before I get to play the, the two Aussie Masters events was going to help me a bit a bit more than staying back and, and fighting over those last two spots with, with um, Ben and Wazza. Hey, uh, hey, I hope it's Ben here, mate. Thanks for not coming this uh, last weekend. Uh, really helped help me out in my, uh, my journey, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, um, coming this weekend, um, is there one you want to eye out? Like, is there one that you really want to play? Uh, I know it's been a wee while on the stage with the big boys, and is there a game there that you really want to show everyone you can do? And is, is, is it Gerwin Price or is it Michael Van Gerwen? Have you got one you want to play this time around? I haven't even thought about it to be honest. I just want to, I just want to get up on stage and and perform. 
to how I expect to play. I, I don't haven't really yeah haven't really thought about who I would like to play. I just I would just love to to play well. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I think it matters. <laughs> I think um I think everybody back home right, we were watching you on your streams and that, and I think it's the first time you've showed your potential on the, on the floor, on the stage, and we were, all, we were all like, mate, we were all up for it watching you hit your big finishes and whatnot, so I'm happy for you, bro, that you, you, you're showing everybody that you can't, what we see every week in and week out, you, you're showing the world, so one more shot, eh, and um, just put an extra five points on your, on your average, and um, yeah, get me some, yeah. some pretty money from the tab, right? I'll, I'll appreciate it heaps, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, cheers, right? It was good to, to, to play half decent. I still don't think I had like a, a game where I could say that I played really, really well. I mean, I played okay in the final against Ray, but I still wasn't quite where I'd like to be. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Hopai, can you just uh, touch on the performance of some of the, the Kiwi ladies that were over there this weekend? Of course, we saw uh, Nicole beat Lisa Ashton and go on an impressive run herself, and even uh, Desi and uh, Wendy also had pretty good weekends themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, first, Nicole um, against Lisa. I mean, I could see it coming. Uh, a lot of the Aussies were looking at me like, was was big eyes saying who's this person and I just kind of expected it from her because she's been playing so well and she she has the best action and throws like no other woman basically so I really expected her to play play to how she plays in New Zealand and she showed it. Um, as for Wendy she she's Wendy she's plays the same all the time so <laughs> solid as she's eh? so consistent she's so consistent and that's just her game. She just really consistent and gets to majority of the semis and finals wherever she goes. Can you just run us through kind of what you what's on the cards for you the next couple of weeks? There's going to be quite a bit more travelling going on and you're going to have to try fit a bit of practice in there as well. Yeah, well, since I came over, well, part of the reason why I chose to to play in the Aussie Open and, and the Pacific Masters was because I was lucky enough to qualify for both of the Australian Masters. Um, so I, so I, I'm staying here with family in Melbourne for another couple of days and then I fly across to Townsville on Wednesday. Uh, hopefully I can meet up with uh, Damo and a couple of the other pros and have a bit of a practice and get comfortable. And and then, and then um, following... The Townsville Masters. Um, I fly on Sunday to Sydney, where my wife will meet me there, and we'll have a bit of a holiday. Oh. And, and then, yeah, try and try and prepare for the Wollongong Masters. Have you uh, picked out a shirt you're going to wear yet? I see a couple more have uh, dropped available on pre-order <laughs> on on your website today. You got an orange one there and a nice purple one. But I must admit, uh, personally, yeah. uh, the blue one is my favourite. Yeah, well, I've, I've got all the colours. Over here, so uh, I, I was hoping that my wife didn't jump the gun and wait until I actually wore it on stage before she brought them up. But um, I'm not too sure. It all depends on who I play because you don't, you're not allowed to clash with um, the ranked player. Oh, so I don't know see, that either. <laughs> see, who I, see, who I, see who I draw and then and then pick a colour. And uh, can you just yeah. outline some of your uh, your goals for the rest of the year? Of course, you've got these two two big events coming up, but what else is uh, on, on your agenda for 2022? Uh, I guess 
our main goal is always to uh, play in the William Hill, so I'll be fighting rig for that spot. Oh, um, if, if we're allowed to go over to, if we're allowed to compete in the Oceanic, I'll, I'll probably go over to Aussie and and try and qualify for that. Um, but Q School, Q School becoming a pro is the ultimate goal. So um, either William Hill or Lakeside, and then Q School is as top of the priorities. Can you just run us through what it is like at Q School? Because you've gone, I think, is it two times you've gone now? And you've come very close on uh, a couple of occasions, but uh, you, you know, just missing out, and it must be quite hard. But can you just tell us what it is like at Q School? Q School is, if I can explain it, um, a thousand Ben Rogs in one, <laughs> in one hole. So it's, it's not easy, not at all. <laughs> Well, it's, it's that's basically yeah. That's, that's that's the talent that they got. We got over the world, and there's a thousand other me and Ben Robs fighting for a handful of spots. So you oh. got to have your A game that week, and it's not easy. But we're practicing all year, every day, to to try and get better and and chase the dream. So yeah. I've uh, I've asked Ben this question before, and I'd like to, to put it to you if that's okay. I, I mentioned mentioned to him kind of like the it's really weird because darts is quite like a the darts community is quite like a family, but I feel like you and Ben have actually got like a really good rivalry on the hockey. <laughs> and so it's it's weird because you guys you obviously get on well, but you almost have this rivalry. Can you just talk to us a bit about I guess that that rivalry? Oh, I wouldn't say it was a rivalry, like a brotherly love. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm always trying to compete as good as I can. Um, I like I, I do. You wouldn't be competing if you didn't say wanted to win. But um, yeah, like Ben and I have the same goals. I guess we sacrifice a lot being away. We put a lot into the game. Um, and yeah, I guess if I if I can't um, succeed, then I always I always got Ben's back. Yeah, he he seems to sacrifice as much, you know, as me. So, and like I said, um, yeah. not many people know, but when I first started playing the game, he hopes was the biggest guy behind me, telling me, you know, put your money where your mouth is, back yourself, it'll all come through, and. I always tell everyone there would not be big rig without Hope I because the dude made me who I am. He pushed me. He changed the game in New Zealand. He um, he brought the professionalism from golfing. Uh, you could you can see how the kids are now. They all got the they used to have fresh cuts. Now they're all got mullets because they're all trying to be like Hope I Pua. <laughs> but um, yeah, the game was changed. Changed the game, the professional side of it. And mate, we're all hoping you you do it this week and smash them up. I'll be watching. Lana will be in, be asleep. I'll be up late hours watching you go and hopefully I can win the John Wilkie because I don't have to worry about you playing there this weekend, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it definitely is that. You hit, when you start, you have to... Um, yeah, you have to... How can I say it? Invest in yourself. And it might be a year of all your holidays... It might be the first year of missing out on every occasion. Um, yeah, but you you invest, you 
put in the work, you get some results, and then the sponsors and and that just happen. I just you don't really have to chase it; they chase you. That's it. Don't, don't rush the process. Hey, yeah. trust the process. Put the work in, and it follows through. Well, I hope I thank you very much for your time this evening. Uh, it's been great talking to you, and uh, all the best over in uh, Queensland and uh, New South Wales. And we hope you you smash it on the board and uh, repre- represent New Zealand proud. Uh, cheers, guys. Thanks, Ben. And thanks, Ben. Yeah, a lot of have we? Have we? Cheers, guys. That's Hopai Puha there, one of New Zealand's top-ranked players. Uh, where's your mullet? My mullet? Hey, man, I know better than that. Come on. <laughs> I, oh, I, I think you could pull it off, but uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll leave that for a chat off here. And it's... Uh, 16 minutes away from 10 here on At The Occy, brought to you by The Dart Depot. The Dart Depot is your one-stop shop for all things darts and cue. Visit thedartdepot.co.nz. Coming up after the break, we're going to hear a couple of small clips from uh, chats I had with Dimitri Vandenberg and Gerwin Price uh, over the weekend. 11 away from 10 here on At The Occy on SCNZ. Ben Francis here with you, and I've got uh, big rig Ben Rob beside me after qualifying for the New Zealand Arts Masters. And there's uh, one guy on the PDC tour that you seem to know quite well who is making his he's coming to New Zealand for the first time actually Dimitri Vandenberg yeah pure gentleman um, I think New Zealand would love him he's a great guy he puts on a show and you can't help but admire the guy's talent so I think he's a massive like uh, plus for, for the World Series this year and Hopefully he's here to stay because I think once the New Zealand crowd sees him, they, they, they'll want more. I caught up with him uh, before one of the Pro Tour events and I wished him good luck and he lost in the first round. So you know, that, t- that tells you uh, <laughs> how, how well that went. But uh, I spoke to him and I've got a bit of my interview here with him and I'd love for you to hear it. Do I know players from, uh, from New Zealand? Yeah, 100%. Like, I'm a fan of Ben Rod, Hao Pai Pua, uh, Cody Harris. Uh, Kokiri, like those are players from New Zealand. I think it's also Warren Perry. They've been on the tour before, uh, played either Q School or the World Cup of Darts. Like I've met the guys, amazing people. And obviously, when they are on it, they can play a very good dart. They can play cracking darts, like you guys say downstairs. <laughs> wow, it's actually quite funny to say that. I know you haven't got much time, but I've actually jotted down a few uh, Kiwi slang words, which you might want to use while you're down here. And as this is for uh, the radio show, I thought I'd give you a bit of a quick uh, bit quiz, if that's all right. All right, let's have a crack. <laughs> I don't know if you're right, so good at it. So, so the first one is uh, yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. So basically, you don't know what you want to answer, yes or no. Well, yeah, pretty much. It's kind of like, oh, is Dimitri fantastic at darts? You go, yeah, nah. Or nah, so yeah, whatever, 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 whatever one you want. Be, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Gen- generally, kind of that last one is more what you're going for. It's kind of like, oh, uh, yeah. It's kind of, I don't know, almost. <laughs> I might have heard Ben Rudd saying it before, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you heard of uh, She'll Be Right? She'll Be Right. Something like, oh, it's probably going to happen. You know, you're almost there. So say like if Demetria is up on the board and you look down and you see your partner there and she's freaking out, you say, oh, don't worry. She'll be right. We'll be fine. Oh, we'll be sweet. She'll be okay. Don't worry. Be yeah, don't, don't worry. worry. Be happy. <laughs> Last one. Last one I've got is if you've been with Ben Rob, he's no doubt said this. But uh, have you heard of Chur before? Chur, Chur, Chur. So I really think like I don't know. For instance, oh, that's a really fast car. You just go ah, sure, something like that. Yeah, pretty much. Like it would be like yeah. if I if you said uh, if you said if you said to me, oh Ben, your darts is fantastic. I'd say oh, Chur. Yeah. So basically, sort of a cheers, a thank you. 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, th I think you've passed the test. So well, well done, Dimitri. You're going to uh, nail the Kiwi language when you're down here. Be careful. I might be a new citizen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nah, chair. Have you, you said those words around Dimitri? <laughs> nah, I don't think so. I think I said chair, like, oh, chair, bro. And then, like, because Damo's there. So it was sad. But he picked up on it pretty quick. He, do you know, he knows like 10 different languages. So we'll go out for dinner. No matter what, Italian, whatever, he will order in the, in the, in the proper accent. And it's like, man, like, dude, he's pretty talented. Uh, we did these interviews on Zoom, so you'll hear a couple of voices in the next one. But I also had a chat with a girl in Price, and uh, this is a little bit of that interview as well. You've had four nine darters this calendar year, which is is obviously a record. But there's only ever been one over in the World Series down under by Phil Taylor. What would it mean to you to to potentially knock in another another one down there? Yeah, there's no reason why not. I mean, I missed. I think I missed two of them yesterday as well in in the pro tours, but. Yeah, my form is definitely back in a place where I can I can reel off these these good legs and and nine data. So, yes, uh, plenty of opportunity. Three tournaments down under, so uh, I'm sure I'll hit one, if not two, maybe three. Um, every leg, I feel like I, I'm going to be putting in some big scores. So, uh, it's the first two pitches uh, the toughest. I think the one four ones, one four fours, they go pretty easy. Brilliant. Thanks, mate. No worries. And if you hit what if you hit a nine data down here, I know it's not you know the the rags and riches of PDC money, but I'll give you twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do this. I promise I'll do the same here as well. Oh, I got something to play for now. He doesn't want to play for a trophy, but he'll play for what twenty dollars from me and twenty dollars from someone else. Uh, unfortunately, that's all my money, mate. So if you hit one, I'll give you ten. <laughs> that was gold. That's uh, that's cool humor right there, right? Eh? Oh, it's fantastic. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And if you want to hear those full interviews, you can head along uh, to the at the Oki podcast page wherever you get your podcast from, and you can hear all of uh, tonight's show up there later, or any of the other shows in the past. But uh, will you hit a nine data? Hey, I've hit them before. I mean, oh, I know. I've that... dreamed about it like since I started playing darts. And... I'll, I'll give you a Kate Shepard note. That, that's as best as I can do. Okay, Matt. I'll tell because... you what, if you put uh, what is it? What's the what's the red one? Uh, Sir, uh, Sir Red. Is it uh, Rutherford? Isn't it? Oh, the the big one. The big one. I, I've never. I, I, I'm not, my wage doesn't oh, cover that much. Then I'm not gonna. If I'm on there and I'm on double twelve, I'm gonna look for you in the crowd and then I'm gonna go for double ten. I'm gonna be running out the building if that's the case. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, oh no, Gerwin's <laughs> taking my money. Ben's taking all my money. Oh, oh Jesus, gonna be an absolute. ten dollars of it. Oh well, if you, it is a challenge. If you can't hit one, you, you'll get ten dollars. That's on the record, so everyone can hear. My partner's not going to be too happy about this because she's going to think, Ben, that's potentially thirty dollars down the drain. And I'm sorry, but I'm just, I'm just trying to give them some confidence to do it. I, I want that. I want them to light up the Hamilton crowd. And if I hit one, I, the first time we catch up again, I'm going to ask you for that ten dollars. Well, I'm going to be probably interviewing you straight after if you do one. So, so have it ready. Have it ready, and I want it in two fives, please, Ben. I was going to say we just take 10, 10 coins. <laughs> Make sure you hit the uh, ATM machine before you go. Go to the darts, mate. Just <laughs> <laughs> hey, cheer, bro. Cheer, bro. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> this has uh, been Add the Yockey here on SENZ. Our next show is going to be not uh, two weeks Monday, but the 23rd of August, and we're going to have every single one of the PDC players on the show. How good is that? Ben, Rob, thank you, and we'll awesome. catch you next time. Always a pleasure, boys.